world of darkness, we search for light. In confusion, we seek for answers. But sometimes, to find what we're looking for, all we need is just a little perspective. You're listening to Point of View, where crucial questions about critical issues are answered from a biblical worldview. And now, here's your host, Josh Barnes. And welcome to Point of View. This is Josh Barnes, of course, joined by co-host Justin Barnes. And uh, this is the, the uh, extended half an hour Point of View. We've got a two-hour show every Monday from 4 to 6 on WSMN 1590. Uh, and, of course, on Tuesdays we have the extended show, uh, which we record. By the way, I've got I to correct this because last week I said we recorded the show after the Monday show. We record the Tuesday show. We actually don't. We record it right before the Tuesday, the Monday show. We record the 30 minutes for Tuesday, and then we edit it and put it together and uh, get it ready to air for Tuesday right after. So all day Monday is point of view, and we uh, you get two hours of it released on Monday, one half hour released on Tuesday. So that's how that works. Um, today is... Well, if you're watching this on Tuesday, uh, today is the day before the inauguration. If I'm got my days right, right? Yes, 19th, yep. So, <clears throat> what we want to know is, <laughs> we want to deal with today is prophecies about Trump's second term. So, you know, we, we dealt yesterday, or today for us, for you it was yesterday, um, on the two-hour show about um, conspiracy theories and those types of things. And, uh, you know, we, we wanted to deal with these before the, no the inauguration. So that way, uh, if we're correct and, and Biden is inaugurated on Wednesday um, and becomes the president for the next four years or for until he dies, which will probably be less than four years in our <laughs> my opinion... Um, but if that's if that if that's the case, we can talk about it next week and say, "Ha, we were, <laughs> we were right, and you were wrong." No, it's not really about being right or being wrong. It's just about logically looking at these things, right? Um, but before we get to that, we, so so for this this half hour, we want to talk about all of the Christians over throughout 2020 who claim to be prophets and claim to prophesy with well, like revelation from God, saying that Trump would be president. For the next four years, and I want to focus. I'm going to just play a video with just kind of a, a montage of a lot of people saying this. And uh, there was a lot of people who said that Trump would win re-election. I think that those are. Uh, I, I'm not going to really focus so much on those because there's an argument to say that Trump won and it was stolen from him, right? I want to focus on the people who said that Trump would be the president for the next four years because. Those are obviously false prophecies. And then ask the question, after we, we deal with several specific instances, what does this mean? Does this mean we can completely write them off as prophets? And then deal with the idea of prophecy altogether, right? And, and special revelation from God's word. I know we won't be able to dive super in-depth into all of those topics, but I want to give you an overview and kind of show how, I mean, how we as Christians, our theology and how we approach the Bible really does affect how we, um, the, the conclusions we arrive at today and, and, and in our daily lives and in politics and all. These, these are very relevant things. So before we do that, I want to read a comment we got on last week's video. Last week, uh, just when we were talking about, you'll remember we were talking about the uh, 
censorship of Trump and how he was banned from from Twitter, uh, YouTube, um, not not YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and and how Parler was getting banned. Parler's back up now, uh, although you can't access it through the app anymore. It's on different servers, so you have to go straight online. Um, Trump apparently, they say, his uh, Facebook has been turned back on, but I, we haven't seen any new posts from him, so I'm not sure if that's if that's the case. <clears throat> anyway, so here's a comment we got. This is from Adamant Adamantium on YouTube, who uh, I'll give you a little hint. He's my brother-in-law, um, but uh, he said, "Great discussion, gentlemen." I agree with your premise and am opposed to censorship. If only, uh, if only everyone would realize that our words can have either a positive or negative impact. And while we certainly have freedom of speech, we also have a responsibility to use our words in a way that is edifying and uplifting, and we should be held accountable for our speech. With respect, and you have to understand, uh, Adam is... Uh, just a, a guy of incredible class. He could disagree in like the strongest possible way and still be incredibly respectful. And, and you know, I really appreciate that about Adam. But he says, with respect, I do have one concern that you can perhaps address. You gave a selection of quotes from Pelosi, Harris, Waters, and Trump in your example. Uh, but in your example, Trump's quote seemed to be the most inoffensive and least deserving of censorship. But I feel that's a poor example, given that it appears you are intentionally selecting quotes in order to present Trump in a more positive light. I think we can agree that he has certainly used much more inflammatory rhetoric than the other three individuals who, whose quotes you read. If you, will be will, if you would be willing to take those three ladies to task for their use of free speech in the quotes you presented, uh, would the same principle apply to the president as... In, in his other rhetoric outside of your examples as well, or perhaps I misunderstood. So what he's saying is that that President Trump says a lot of inflammatory things all the time, and uh, shouldn't that be considered this whole group of inflammatory um, tweets that Trump has made, um, rather than, and, and in, in the end, shouldn't that be something that, that's considered in the censorship question? Um, rather than just the single instances where Pelosi, Harris, and Waters have uh, said things that incited violence. Um, Justin, I, I've got my response. I've actually already called him and talked to him personally about this, but I wanted to give, a, in case there are other people watching who kind of had the same idea, I want to give them a response. I'm going to give you the first crack at kind of responding to that question, and then I will also, um, you know, <clears throat> sort of add my two cents in there. Yeah, so um, first of all, Anyone that has been following the show for quite a while knows I do not let Trump off the hook. Right. Yeah. I do not. I am, um, as far as his rhetoric is concerned, I have been very, very displeased with President Trump. I have said for, for months now that Mike Pence, with Trump's record, wins in a landslide because Trump's rhetoric is abysmal. It's awful, and I... Despite I follow him on Twitter, well, I used to because <laughs> can't anymore. Um, but I followed him on Twitter. I followed him on Facebook. Most of the stuff I saw in there made me go, "Why does not someone take his phone away?" So I am not inconsistent here. However, I do contest that Trump says more inflammatory things than Nancy Pelosi, Ilhan Omar, and all the the, the leftists that have been uh, brought up. I don't believe that's true. 
I just believe there's more of a focus on the dumb crap that Donald Trump says. Because Nancy Pelosi, um, like you read, uh, Nancy Pelosi, uh, you had the quote from Cuomo, things like that. They have said some really, really um, inflammatory things to people who don't agree with them. But the culture is geared in a way that that's not portrayed as inflammatory. When you say, who said that protests have to be peaceful? Well, first of all, the Constitution, the right for people to peacefully assemble. But disregarding that, I cannot off the top of my head think of a time when Donald Trump specifically uh, condoned or excused violence like that. That is really inflammatory and really bad. But it's accepted by our mainstream culture, so it's not played up as inflammatory. So my thing is, yes, I hate the rhetoric that's come out of the president the past four years. But no, I don't think he's worse than the other ones. I just think that I'm not going to excuse... Just because they're really bad doesn't mean I'm going to excuse the guy that's bad on our side, too. Yeah. So I'm, I I'm believe I've been perfectly consistent on this. That's pretty much what, I, what, what, what my response would be, although slightly different. So... Well, the way I look at it, I don't particularly hate all of the rhetoric of Trump. I mean, I certainly would not have do it the same way. I don't necessarily condone it. Uh, I see a benefit where he's able to get his message out. And I see some arguments that there is some benefit to his rhetoric. But I, I do want to draw this distinction. There is inflammatory rhetoric, which I would not participate in. I, I don't think Christians should. Um, and then there is incitement of violence. And there's a big difference between saying things that are offensive or maybe even intentionally offensive and saying things that are actually calling for people to do illegal acts, right, um, and, and violent acts, which is the, the quotes that I was reading from Nancy Pelosi and from Maxine Waters. Go out there, get in their face. If you see them at a restaurant, you, make sure that you, they, they understand that, you, that they're not welcome here. Um, this is while people were actually getting up and harassing people in restaurants. Like she was referring to actual illegal acts and, and immoral things that people were doing and asking them to continue and do more of it. Um, others who said that, you know, uh, that talked about the violence over the summer um, as if this is normal, this is a proper way for them to vent. Um, you know, while people were dying, I think it was something like 28 people died during those, those riots. Um, so that's a big difference between inflammatory statements, right? Um, I think it was um, Jordan Peterson who said, look, if you're going to think critically, you're going to have to risk uh, uh, offending people. Inflammatory statements, things that are offensive, I understand they shouldn't be said on purpose to offend, right? But sometimes you offend people, and I don't have a big problem with offensive things so much as I do people who actually call for actual violence and illegal actions, which is the, the contrast I was trying to make on uh, on last week. But I think it is fair that we bring up the point, yes, Trump has said inflammatory things, and we don't want to ignore that. <clears throat> yeah, and again, I dare anyone to find a point where I have been inconsistent on this one. Yeah, Go you've for been very... It. Let me know when you find it. Yeah, you've been very consistent on this, and that's, that's absolutely true. Um, okay, let's talk about the about the issue for today. I'm going to play you a, uh, a little video. We're going to pause it as we go and, and kind of make comments on it. But before we get to the video, I'm just going to read you uh, a story here. This is from the Christian Post. Jeremiah Johnson is the most um, familiar story that most people will be familiar with right now. 
Um, he prophesied that Trump would get a second term, and he's actually come out and apologized for inaccurately prophesying the second term. I'll, I'll read you just a, a little bit of this post. Jeremiah Johnson of uh, Jeremiah Johnson Ministries. <laughs> His ministries are called Jeremiah Johnson Ministries. That's, that's interesting. Um, <laughs> I just can't imagine. I just can't imagine calling Josh Barnes Ministries. Like, it just feels... Weird. Um, apologize for to his to followers. To be fair, that's not it's not new. Like you had Ravi Zacharias Ministries. So oh, right. Okay, that makes sense. Course. All right. Um, nothing wrong with that necessarily. It's just weird to me. Um, apologize, but anyway, he apologized to his followers Thursday for inaccurately prophesying that President Donald Trump would win a second term, and warned Christians to repent of their idolatry of the populist leader. I would like to repent for inaccurately prophesying that Donald Trump would win a second term. He said as the president of the United States. I refuse to blame the saints and say it didn't come to pass because they didn't pray enough. Nor will I proclaim Donald Trump actually won, so I was right, but now has been stolen from him. I believe this uh, first statement seeks to alleviate the prophetic messenger from the responsibility of what he prophesied, and the second statement is filled with potential pride and unwillingness to humble himself and admit that he was wrong. Uh, he also said, I was, I was wrong. I'm deeply sorry. I ask for forgiveness. I specifically want to apologize to any believer in whom I have now caused potential doubt concerning the voice of God and his ability to, to speak to his people. As a, human, as a human being, I missed what God was saying. However, rest assured, God himself is not a liar. And his written word should always be the foundation and source of our lives as Christians. He goes on to say, I will never repent for being pro-life, pro-religious liberty, pro-Israel pro-traditional marriage, and he added that he believes the church would be much better off concerning these issues under another four years of Donald Trump if he had repented of his pride and the church had not put him on a pedestal, but that is what happened. Um, he says, a humbling has come uh, and is coming to the American church like never before. How we choose to respond to this correction and judgment from the Lord will determine many outcomes. Uh, I think in general, and I'll get your take on this, Justin, but to me, in general, what um, Jeremiah is saying here, uh, Jeremiah Johnson, no, we're not talking about Jeremiah the prophet, <laughs> uh, but what Jeremiah is saying here, uh, in general, is, is, seems appropriate for him to apologize and to say that he got it wrong. Although, I would say, uh, maybe he needs to do more than that. I mean, he, he literally... Um, participated in false prophecy, and to me, this is this is grounds for him to say I should resign, a step down as a minister, um, and you know, obviously, I am not. God is not speaking through me now. Maybe I'm overreacting, and this is just off the top of my head. What do you think? Um, I think that most of the time, when you see people um, in this sort of prophetic circle uh which is generally charismatic and things like that the the foundational issue that i have is that it's a severe lack of any depth of biblical knowledge and what i mean by that is this when you talk about these prophecies and things like that you you have to understand what the purpose of prophecy was to begin with in in biblical times and when you say um well, well, for example, to touch on what you opened with, I'm harder on people, apparently, than you are. Um, I don't accept the, well, I prophesied Trump would win, and he did win, but it got stolen. Um, 
that doesn't follow a biblical pattern for how prophecy works. Yeah. Prophecy was not something that you could be technically right about, but the entire world was going to think you were wrong. That's not how prophecy worked. God used prophets to demonstrate his power, his ability to tell the future so that people would turn and see him as the Lord, him as the one who knows all things, knows the end from the beginning. Prophecy was supposed to be a very clear sign of who spoke for God. This is the opposite of that. Even if you're, even if Trump did technically win, but it got stolen, this is not how prophecy works. So would you agree with me then that um, that this is a sign that Jeremiah Johnson does not speak for God, and therefore Christians should just reject him in his ministry? I think this is a sign that God is not still speaking. Um, I think that, I mean, so in the Old Testament, God talks about how you tell if a prophet is speaking for him. He's very clear on this one. So what God says about how you test those who are speaking for him in a prophetic sense is in Deuteronomy 18. Um, And by the way, this is something that I think very few people consider when it comes to testing people who are prophets. Here's what God said. Deuteronomy 18, verse 20. But the prophet which shall presume to speak a word in my name, which I have not commanded him to speak, or that shall speak in the name of other gods, even that prophet shall die. So first let's frame this one with the severity God frames it with. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying we ought to go kill these people. But what I'm saying is God said for those who have the audacity to speak as if I am telling them to say this, and they're putting my name to their words, that person deserves to die. Because yeah. God takes his word and his name very seriously. Uh, again, I'm not advocating go kill these people. I'm just saying God takes it very seriously. Then he says this. And if thou say in thine heart, how shall we know the word which the Lord hath not spoken? When a prophet speaketh in the name of the Lord, if the thing follow not, nor come to pass, that is the thing which the Lord hath not spoken. But the prophet hath spoken it presumptuously, thou shalt not be afraid of him. In other words... When we see failed prophecies like this, um, outside the theological things which we can get into in a minute, but when we see failed prophecy, we go, that person is clearly not speaking for God. Um, Now, we do know that there is a word God has spoken, confirmed, we know for sure. So what I'm hesitant to say is that this person never speaks for God, because we have confirmed revelation from God, that's the Bible. But outside that, we know this person is not speaking for God. Right. Um, so uh, it's a bit hairy as to whether or not I'd write this guy off completely. I would just have to look into what the rest of his content is. But we do know that there are some definite issues I'll say with this. his ministry. I'll say this, and I, I think you'll probably agree with me on this, that I think we should at least write off any future prophecies that he gives. Right? If, if he yes. tries to speak yeah, well, and say absolutely. this is... Yeah. This is a prophecy from God that's not found in the Word of God, like a special revelation to him. I think we should say, yeah, going to not not believe that. Right. And I think that I would probably write off every prophecy he's given before, too. Um, and by the way, this is something charismatics and non-charismatics can probably agree on. Because this is somebody who, even if you believe the gift of prophecy is still continuing... Clearly, he has misunderstood how it works. Right. One way or another, he thought this was a prophecy from God. He was wrong. Just to be clear, charismatics are people who believe that uh, spiritual gifts like uh, healings and tongues and prophecies continue. Non-charismatics like like Justin and I 
would say that, no, we believe that that was all for a certain period of time. And while God still does work miracles, he doesn't give those miracles as gifts. And that, that's, that is, that is a, a, a really in-depth conversation to have. Um, but I think if you look at it logically, at least you can say that the majority of these prophecies, the majority of these gifts, even, even without even diving deep into it, are just on their face silly and 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 obviously not from god let's let me play a video here and uh justin you're on the watch together where you can pause it and make comments right okay mm -hmm. so i'm going to play this video and let me pull it up here on the screen for you guys um and this is 12 different prophets who claim that trump would win and we're just gonna as, as something just pops out at you justin go ahead and hit pause and, and make a comment on it we've got uh, we still got 10 minutes left uh in this show so it's a three minute video we should have time to to pause it and make a few comments. Uh, but let's start with a few people who claimed that Trump would win um, uh, based on prophecy. God, God revealed this to them, they said. I want to say with question, Trump is going to win the election. At 4.30, the Lord said to me, I am going to give your president a second win. We we actually okay. watched yeah, that. Let me stop right there before the uh, before the election, didn't we, Justin? We actually had that, commented about that ahead of time on the show and said, so, "This yeah. is dangerous. This is not good." Yeah, and here's the problem. Notice what she said. God said to me, "This is exactly what Deuteronomy was talking about. This is direct revelation from God Himself. I'm putting God's name on this. God already said everything He wanted to say." Yeah, and. This is where we're going to get into the whole cessationism thing. But God did not leave some stuff out that he's still speaking to people. And the problem is, if you are going to be consistent with your view of what she just said, she is putting what she just said on the same level of, of authority as Scripture itself. Yeah, There's no getting around that because Scripture is God-breathed. It's theonoustos. It is the words of God himself. And she is saying... These are also the words of God itself, God himself. So when one falls, the other falls too, because God's word is, is, is the same level as this prophecy. Right. There's so many theological problems with what we just watched. But we yeah, can that, that one's a serious one for sure. If you hadn't paused there, I would have. <laughs> but Trump will win. He wow. will be president of the United States. He will sit in that office for four more years. See, now that's important because she didn't just say he will win, um, which I guess you could say, um, you know, maybe, you know, he won, but he, you know, it was still all this stuff. But he, he, he's going to sit in the office for the next four years. Not, 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 not he's going to run again in 2024. Or so. You can't get out of this. Like you made a definitive prophetic statement that is definitively absolutely wrong and again i i oh, don't sorry. give the Go same ahead. well i was just gonna real quick say i don't give the same leeway to them as well because this is a total misunderstanding of prophecy if you think that it's okay if by some technicality that only a small percentage of people even can see um that this prophecy is still technically true that's not how prophecy worked it at any point in time in history where God used prophecy. Just didn't, this is not it. Right. Sorry. Good. Country. Donald Trump is going to win in 2020 by an absolute landslide. Will be at eight now, um, to be fair, I don't think that, that Pastor Locke said that that was a word that he got from God. I think he was just making a personal prediction. I could be wrong, but in, uh, so I, I want to just, there are a few in here that are mixed in. 
that we don't hear the context whether they were actually calling this a prophecy. So I want to be fair to the, to those people. And that's why I highlighted what that one woman said, that God spoke to me at X time in the morning and said this, that, and the other. Right. That is putting it on a different level. Yeah, that's a different level. Presidency. Absolutely. Absolutely, we will. Uh, you're sure about that? I'm sure about that because I think what's going to happen is, is that when people see the good that the country's coming into. This guy's the right author now, of the, the prosperity, prophecies. The jobs, the economy, whatever the case may be. There's going to be no doubt he's going to sail right in for the first, second term. Now, I want you to shoot this out the way I want it. Donald Trump will win the election with a slight split edge over Joe Biden. So quote me. And I want it to be out before time. I saw that. Quote me, and I want it to be out before time. Okay, we did. <laughs> but, by the way, real quick, um, Pentecostal and charismatic influence is pretty heavy over in um, a lot of African areas. That's, uh, I believe it's Vody Bakum who's said that's one of the biggest things that they face is people who sort of because they move away from a sort of charismatic type of religion they already had charismatic christianity sort of fits right in yeah. uh, with all the gifts and everything instead of a witch doctor we have the guy who speaks in tongues and stuff like that so um, uh, th that's not surprising right. pretty prevalent and then i saw then the the uh, system the system that was intact that he's he's found he's been fighting against he is going to take things out by the root so i'm praying for him i hope he gets Re-elected. I believe that he's going to get re-elected. You know, I believe that's what God showed me, and I'm. Okay. Now this is this is interesting. Um, I'm praying for him. I hope he gets re-elected. I believe he's going to get re-elected. I believe that's what God showed me. And this is how a lot of these prophets, uh, prophets get out of it. They'll say, "Well, I thought that's what God was showing me, but He was showing me something different, and I misinterpreted what God said to me. But God did give me this special revelation. I just." I when I when I got the football I fumbled it you know um, is that a, yeah. is that a good out Justin? It's it's not on the same level I don't think as as some of what we've seen because if you say I believe no I think you're still wrong but I believe he's going to get reelected I believe that's what God has shown me you're wrong but you're not making a declarative statement promising signing a check with God's name on it. Yeah. Um, unless he can goes on to do that. Um, I'm hearing all of this for the first time. Well, some of these I've heard before, but I'm watching this video for the first time now. So this is, I would put a level below all this other stuff. The problem is, again, this fundamental understanding of God is speaking to me. And instead of saying, absolutely, here's what God spoke to me. He's saying, here's what I think he was saying. Um, I still think you have a problem with your theology because you still have whatever this revelation is that you think you're getting. We have it on equal authority as we have scripture. Yeah, and so that's like just this, not this the case. Here, this, is, this is when God speaks to me right here. This this book is right. called the Bible. Um, and when, yeah, when I and, read the and Bible, whatever God you does speak say. to me. He does. But when I'm not in the Bible, right. I, God's not speaking. And, and no matter what, when you have the – and by the way, there's a lot of people who don't believe in the continuation of the gifts who still have this problem where, yeah. you know, I prayed and I and I believe God told me, ooh, don't say that. That's a big pet peeve of mine because God did not tell you because you're putting that – whenever you put words in God's mouth, you are equating it with the authority of Scripture. Mm -hmm. And that's not happening. Right. Yeah, be careful saying God told me. But all right, let's, let's hurry on because we're running out of time. Standing on – 
backing down from that, that he was going to do two terms. He's going to win again easily. I declare Psalm 89, verse 21. Let your hand establish President Trump and let your arm strengthen him. I declare Psalm 98, 1, that your right hand and your holy arm will give him victory. We declare... <laughs> I love how this video actually puts shows how she's taking Trump and like inserting it into verses that aren't aren't about Trump. So we don't have enough time to really get into an exegesis here, Justin. But but again, you're you're taking verses where God was speaking, but he wasn't speaking about Trump. And now you're saying I'm declaring that these verses are going to be applied about Trump, which is God doesn't work that way. He, you don't get to just declare that God does that God's verses apply to whatever you want them to. And now since you declared it. That's true. That That's just not how God's word works. Yeah, let me just say this really quick, because with this type of handling of scripture, you could prove anything you want to. Anything at all. That's not how the text works. Yeah. We'll have to get into that more later. Exactly, yeah. We may have to do a two-parter on this. We may have to do this again next week, but let's just keep going. Right, because I feel like there are a lot of people that'll see this that are like, well, what about da 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 we, yeah. we don't By have way, time to cover it if, right now, but we might have to later. this deserves a second part, guys, put your comments in. Just, like, flood the comments. We'll see a bunch of comments. We'll know we need more. We need to spend another half hour on this. Um, so just let us know if that's that's something you're really interested in. In the name of Jesus, I hear a sound of victory. The Lord says it is done. The Lord says it is done. The Lord says it is done. For I hear Watch victory, it. victory, victory, victory in the quarters of heaven. In the quarters of heaven, victory, victory. And this is this is from this is this is a big fallacy, and that that is, if you claim something and believe it hard enough, and and this is what she's trying to do, work up this belief, right? Victory, I declare victory, I declare victory, I, I hear the sound of victory, victory, If you believe it hard enough, then it, you, you like, you're making it happen, right? And, and if it doesn't happen, it's because you didn't, you didn't name it, declare it, and believe it hard enough. And that's absolutely wrong. Our faith in our prayers is not in our prayers. Our faith in prayer is in God and in his will. So we don't believe that our prayer request is going to be answered. Um, the way that we want it to, because that's believing in our prayer request. We pray and request things from God, and then we believe in him that he will do what is right. It's completely wrong thinking. Right. And and this is, for a lot of people, this boils down to Christian confirmation bias. They want Trump to win, so they're going to believe this sort of stuff just because it's something to grasp onto to give me the confirmation that what I want is going to happen. But this is one thing that has helped me a lot as far as my Christian walk goes because I came out of um, a church where there was a lot of believing of promises God never made. Mm. And this is an extreme version of that, but it's a principle that will really help you in a lot of areas being more discerning. Yeah, this Don't is not believe just promises God didn't make. This is not just for extreme charismatics. Christians all across the board fall into this trap um, in, right. in all circles. And this is not a... This is not a, a biased a hit piece. We are stepping on everyone's toes. If you're a Christian and you feel like yeah. God spoke to you in a special way or if you believe it hard enough, it's going to happen. It didn't happen because you didn't believe it. That That's you. That you know, We need to repent of this. I've been there. We've all been there. <clears throat> victory, 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 victory. And I prophesied that he would um, not be impeached and, in fact, that he would win another term. And I was completely wrong. I take full responsibility for being wrong. There's no excuse for it. I, I think it 
Um, it doesn't make me a false prophet, but it... Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It doesn't make you a false prophet. You were completely wrong. You prophesied something that was completely wrong yet. So you're prophesying false things, but you're not a false prophet. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, yeah, look, I mugged somebody, but that doesn't make me a thief. You know, yeah, I lied, but it doesn't make me a liar, right? No, it does. That It does, actually. <laughs> this is the guy that would be really hard to use the Ten Commandments Ray Comfort <laughs> style on. Because if you say, so if you lusted after a woman and God says that's adultery, what does that make you? Well, I'm not an adulterer, that's for sure. <laughs> not a, I'm not an adulterer at heart. I'm not a murderer in my heart because of anger, like Jesus said. I mean, yeah, sure, I did that. But that doesn't make me someone who's done that. Yeah. <laughs> This is how words work. Sorry, they have meaning. Work. Exactly. It does actually create a credibility gap. And a lot of a lot of people trust me, trust my ministry. And um, I want to say that I'm very sorry for everyone who put their trust in me. Son of man, do you think that I am going to allow my prophets who prophesied? I'm sorry. I just, wherever this is going, the, this, this uh, personality with the MAGA thing behind it's just great. <laughs> Oh, oh, wait. It's such a stereotype. Just wait till we see what he said. Trump's right. second term and prophesied with all this goodness coming to this nation to be mocked by a mass media manipulation. The Lord so what he's saying is God would not allow all of his prophets who've prophesied that Trump is going to win to be mocked uh, by the media trying to steal the, the, uh, the election from Trump. God will not allow that to happen. No, no, no. Maybe, so, this, so what? What he's saying is he's saying because we prophesied it, now it has to. God is obligated now to make it happen, because otherwise, he would be mocking us, and and God wouldn't let that happen. And this is what I'm saying to look out for in other areas, because this is believing a promise God didn't make. Now it might sound like something you could logically argue god wouldn't do so god wouldn't let x y or z happen because that would make god look bad or something like that well god didn't say that his main goal is to look good for everybody mm -hmm. um so this is where it sounds good but you're signing a promise that god didn't make yeah so look out for this not just when it comes to prophecy but when when people get in the pulpit and say god wouldn't x y or z if it's not in the bible he can't make that statement with authority. What period. ends up happening is we end up trying to lead God instead of following God, right? It's like, Bingo. because I prophesied this, God is now has to, no, no, no. God doesn't have to do nothing, right? This is, you know, we follow God. And, and if God has now made it clear that Trump's not going to be president for the next four years, I'm, I'm devastated over that. I, I'm, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm saddened. I'm, I'm worried about the, the state of our country. Yes. But, God did it, and we we trust him, and, you know, we follow him. We don't try to force God into our box. Yep. <clears throat> Lord says, no, I shall not. For my namesake, I shall protect my word. I shall protect my people. I shall protect my prophets. He wrote to his followers, quote, Either a lying spirit has filled the mouths of numerous trusted prophetic voices in America, or Donald J. Trump really has won the presidency. I hear the sound of victory. I hear the sound of victory. And that's the end of the that's the end of the video. So again, he 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 says, you know, God God can't do that because it, it would make us all look bad. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe, just maybe, God wants people to recognize false prophecy, and maybe this is 
there's some silver lining here, and that is that a lot of these people who are claiming to speak in the name of, of Christ and, and of God are now revealed as for what they are. They're, they are false prophets. They were not speaking for God. And this is a positive, at least one positive thing that can come out of all of this disaster, and that is that we can actually spot people who, who, who genuinely do not speak for God. Uh, we are five minutes over, so Justin, uh, we give you a last word, then we have to close this out. <laughs> Uh, that's fine. We can. I'm good. <laughs> said my piece. <laughs> we, we pretty much said it all. But uh, yeah, we'll probably do have to do it. We, we'll think very, very seriously about doing a, a second, uh, a second video on this. I think this it, it deserves it. Um, but thanks for watching, guys. Put your comments in the comment box. Uh, make sure you go to uh, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash POV with JB and watch us on RamTV.live um, on online. And we will catch you next time here on Point of View.